Yes, let's take a closer look then at today's front pages. Uh, Jonathan, where would you like to start? Well, we have to start with Her Majesty, don't we? Yeah. Uh, lots of shots on pretty much every paper, including the Financial Times, of the Queen's video message. So screen grabs from that message, uh, or in one or two cases, uh, one or two papers, uh, pictures of people standing watching uh, give that uh, message on a big screen in Glasgow. But uh, what I want to, um, to n- uh, make a note of, first off, is the little details yeah. on the shot, <laughs> all very carefully chosen, as you would expect from the Queen. I mean, there has got to be uh, a lot of thought gone into her wearing a green dress for Mm. a start. Mm. She's making a point just by doing that, isn't she? Uh, Nothing like that in the Queen's life happens by accident. But um, she's pictured sitting in one of the rooms, presumably at Buckingham Palace, with a posh table behind her and a picture on the table. And that picture is of the late Duke of Edinburgh surrounded by butterflies a picture taken in 1988, and she's wearing a diamond butterfly brooch which was given to her by the Duke. She is making a very definite point there, isn't she? Do you know what sort of butterflies they are? I have absolutely no idea. It's the monarch butterfly. Oh, even more subtle. Yeah, yeah, I picked up that yesterday. I read that somewhere yesterday. Um, yes, and she's given a very moving message, and let's hope that uh, that uh, that resonates and that we get some results over the next couple of weeks. Lots of coverage of COP. Um, you know the good things and the bad things as well. It hasn't gone unnoticed. The number of um, private jets that have flown into Glasgow mm. for COP, and the fact that a couple of the I can't remember who it is, so I won't name any names, but they were partying in the Mediterranean on super yachts before flying into Glasgow on their private jets. I mean, how the other (laughs) half live, it's just... Oh, the irony. I mean, you could could cry if you weren't laughing so much, really. Yes, the Metro have got it beautifully, actually. They've called it the height of hypocrisy. Oh, yes. Very good, with the cop bit in green. Yes. That that is their massive headline. Uh, And you've got to say, they've probably got a bit of a point. Uh, It's not that um, these world leaders, I mean, the likes of Joe Biden flying in on Air Force One. Okay, so he goes everywhere on Air Force One. But to an event like this, where the whole point is to actually try and make some sort of arrangement to reduce climate, yeah, yeah, <laughs> climate aff- effect, effect, then flying in on a jumbo jet... It's not exactly subtle, is it? No, but but it gets worse because he's bought, they've flown over 85 cars for his entourage. Because, of course, we don't have any cars. (laughs) Well, let's not get on to the cars because there's all the, there is all the stuff about um, how they're ferrying people in electric cars and they've had to bring in diesel generators to power them up. Anyway, let's let's move on. I've got something else funny which I picked up on Twitter actually, um, and it's uh, it's CNN's um, chief political anchor. His name is Wolf Blitzer, and he's pictured on Twitter uh, in a one of these makeshift studios, you know, built on stilts mm. in a you know a, a setup with Edinburgh Castle in the background. <laughs> he says, "I'm now Oops. reporting from Edinburgh in Scotland, where twenty thousand world leaders and delegates have gathered." And someone said, it's, it's in Glasgow, pal. <laughs> that did yeah, make well, me uh, giggle. As, as we know, for, for the Americans, Scotland is near England land. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you'd think CNN would would get that right, though, wouldn't you? One other little thing before we leave COP behind and talk about something else. Uh, This is a bit more serious, actually. One of the Israeli delegates who is in a wheelchair... Uh, couldn't go to one of the meetings she was scheduled for because the vehicle they sent for her w- couldn't take a wheelchair. And oh, I mean, come on. Yeah. That's anyway, not very good in this day and age, good. is it? No. Um, the Guardian, then, uh, what, one last sort of COP-related thing, and it's the picture on the front page of Prime Minister jo- uh, Boris Johnson and uh, the US President Joe Biden. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of commentary about Joe Biden at the moment, but he looks very slick. He looks very smart. <laughs> it's the contrast, He looks it? very well turned out, and he might have, I don't know, 20 years on Boris, probably something mm. in that order. Um, But he looks very with it and uh, you'd be happy to sit down and have a conversation with him. The Prime Minister, on the other hand, (laughs) looks like he's been dragged through a hedge backwards, doesn't he? (laughs) The very words that were in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also on The Guardian, top left-hand corner, fit after 50. This is in G2 today. Why? It's never too late to get into shape. That's something I'll be reading later. And I've just realised the supreme irony of putting that just above that picture of Boris Johnson. Yes, yes. It's yes. never too late to get into shape, Boris. Yes, yes, or to mm. comb your hair. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? What have let's we got next? Let's move on. Smart motorways. Oh, yes. Um, a, a big thing in several of the papers and a slightly smaller thing in several of the others. MPs are apparent, have apparently taken up this uh, this thing that a lot of people have been saying for a very long time, in yeah. fact. In fact, and, and I think pretty much the first thing anybody said when it was proposed to, to actually make it possible and legal to um, run traffic in the on the hard shoulder at certain times and in certain places the first thing anybody said was that's dangerous yeah and it's sort of getting to that is a universal chorus now but still the conversions are going on and mps now are taking that one up and saying stop it because um you know the date well what they're saying is the safety data is not there in other words they can't prove it's not dangerous well, there there was um, there is a recording that was doing the rounds oh, a couple of years ago now um, of a, a gentleman who'd broken down in what used to be the hard shoulder and, of course, it's now a live lane. And he's on the phone to the emergency services saying, you know, what do I do? My family are in the car. And while he is on the phone, someone stoves into the back of the car. Now, yeah. fortunately, nobody was... Um, was hurt in that incident but it could you know it, it could have been catastrophic uh so yeah i mean i'm i'm definitely behind the campaign to to get rid of these these smart motorways get rid of the cars mm. you know just, just <laughs> get, rid, get rid of cars instead <laughs> that'd be my well, vote i mean the other thing and i'm not going to go into a rant about this so i'm going to restrain myself but i am going to mention it uh, briefly is that it's very confusing if um, the smart motorway, you you can drive on it, and then suddenly you can't. Yes. And then suddenly you can again. So on the southbound M1, just uh, sort of north of Milton Keynes, where they're just still putting up the smart motorways, there's a service area. And you can drive along the hard shoulder until just before the service area, when presumably for safety reasons, uh, suddenly you can't drive on the hard shoulder again. Yeah. And then just the other side of the service area, you can drive on the hard shoulder again. 
it's awfully confusing mm. and it's not surprising that uh, there are accidents. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Mm. Uh, the Daily Express is almost the only paper to mention uh, the uh, the fact that the French have um, um, postponed the threatened uh, closure or, or um, re- reduced access to French ports for, for British fishing boats. But um, the Daily Express, not being subtle, have headlined it, climb down. French retreat from threat to start trade war. No, they haven't retreated. They've mm. just said the talks are still going on. We'll hold off until the talks are finished. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's not, not exactly what that headline says. Uh, I'm going to take us to the star next. And the story about sewage um, being uh, put out into our rivers and at the seaside seems to have uh, gone off the boil in the last couple of days. It is, of course, part of the bigger picture that they're talking about in Glasgow. Um, But there is only one native uh, natural colony community of beavers in the UK. Now, I know that they, they get reintroduced and that there are colonies of of them being looked after in captivity, but there's only one. And uh, they're under threat, and they're under threat by sewage spills into the river where they live. That's in the Daily Star today on page 16. Mm, yes, the Daily Star have gone all serious today, haven't yeah, they? They've got yeah. that, and they've also got a big picture of Air Force One, and uh, we've mentioned already uh, about uh, all these leaders flying in for the Climate Change Summit and importing loads of vehicles to get them around. But then in the bottom left-hand corner, the star reverts to type a little bit, um, referring us to page three and your, your classic man-with-a-sheet-over-his-head ghost picture <laughs> and the headline, Yorkshire's Reach Spooky. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Halloween two days ago? Yes, it was. Why? Uh, quite apart from the the um, stereotype of Yorkshire and the stereotype of ghosts, they have slightly missed the boat on that one, haven't yes, they? Yes, they have. Um, I'm taking us to the FT next, actually. And one, well, their main story, actually, is also featured on the front of the Telegraph this morning. And it's about this Barclays chief, uh, Jess Staley, who is... Uh, has stepped down following uh, an investigation into Jeffrey Epstein. Now, we should be really clear that um, the investigation made absolutely no findings that Mr Staley saw or was aware of any of Epstein's alleged crimes. However, it's just the name, isn't it? The link to the name. And this, you know, this isn't some sort of sleaze fest. This goes right to the heart of what underpins the global economy. This is the chief of one of the world's biggest banks who has been forced to step down. Already the share price has been affected and you just wonder where it's going to go next. So that's Mm. one I think, I don't think we've heard the end of that story, but um, that's one to keep an eye on. Uh, uh, Are you going to go to Day to Watch? Um, well, yes, but yeah. first, um, mm. still on uh, on that um, Barclays and Epstein story, I think the significant bit is actually in the the FT's sub-headline, if you want to call it that. <clears throat> Exit allows CEO to contest conclusions. Yeah. So implying there that while he was um, in, in position as the head of Barclays, he wasn't actually allowed to say, no, you've got it wrong, and wasn't allowed to instruct lawyers on his own behalf or anything like that. Ah. So now, if he's um, not doing that job, anymore now he can actually 
come out and say, no, this isn't right, I, I think it was this, or whatever he's going to say. Right. So maybe that was it. Maybe that's why he's left, and nothing to do with him saying, yes, guilty. He's, he's, uh, he may be saying, the FT is implying that he's, he's saying, I'm going to argue about this. Yes, yes, you're quite right, and there's nothing in any of the report to suggest that he's guilty of anything, um, but it is just, you know, you're his name in the same sentence as the other name. <laughs> yes. And that's enough, yes. is that's all you need to affect the markets and so on anyway oh, let's yes. uh, let's move on yep. to data watch this is fascinating um, personal sacrifices and they've done a survey asking uh, I think this is all in the UK yeah Brits how far they would go to uh, to combat climate change and it asked questions about eating fruit or veg which is only in season um, not using single-use plastic uh, using an electric car or having no car and so on and the findings actually are really encouraging I thought mm, encouraging but not that surprising in, in fact that uh, most people are aware that if you buy strawberries from the supermarket in the middle of the winter those strawberries are not going to be grown in the UK no so that that is a sort of slight um, um, attitude change isn't it of not assuming that you can get anything anytime you want it um, but uh, further, the bottom, the other end of the um, uh, willing to make a personal sacrifice scale, no meat or dairy. Mm. That's right at the bottom of the list. And it's what, under 20 percent um, saying they've either already did doing it or they're willing to do it. Yeah. So people, don't, despite everything that um, uh, campaigners will say, people generally do not see that as being all that important. Yeah. That's what this uh, chart says to me. Yeah, a bit more marketing needed before we're all eating bugs for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yes, meat and two cockroaches. Oh, yes. Yummy. Uh, over on the other side of the FT, um, they've got um, what I suspect might have been one of those, oh no, moments um, on the part of a man called Royston Dibble, who is a truck driver. And the FT have, um, well, what they've said is they joined him on his 13-hour triangular run from Spalding to Milton Keynes and back to Cambridge. He's a truck driver. Um, and what the, the point they're making is that this is not a glamorous job. It's not an easy job. And uh, all these adverts saying, come and drive a truck, are making it sound like anybody can do it. And you have to be, I suspect, very dedicated to do it. Yeah. But the, the oh no bit must have been what Royston Dibble thought when he got that call from... Hello, I'm from the FT. I wonder if we could join you for a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. The last thing I need is a journalist in the cab all day. Absolutely. And those are today's front pages. Thank you, sir.